0: From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Now make sure you say saying my name right. It's LaTown. See, I talk about the things other people are scared to talk about, what they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? Be <laughs> careful. Now you tell me, you want those pretty
1: lies, or you ready for the ugly truth? Let's get it.
0: This is Robert Littow for BlackSportsOnline.com and you're either listening or you're watching the Ugly Truth Podcast with me, like I just said, Robin Littow. Happy New Year or Merry New Year if you've ever seen Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Merry New Year! <laughs> Should really watch that. It's a comedy, but it's about like race relations. And in this 2019 now, uh, even though the movie, I think it's like 1986, 87, it's it's really old, but it's really no different than what's going on right now. So check out uh, Trading uh, Places. It's actually a Christmas movie. I consider it a Christmas movie, just like uh, Die Hard, by the way. So you know what we do on The Ugly Truth? I talk about things that the other people don't want to talk about. And today we're talking about Antonio Brown. Now we have to go back, way back, for you really to understand how we've gotten to this point with Antonio Brown and the Pittsburgh Steelers. This goes all the way back to Mike Wallace. Remember Mike Wallace? Mike Wallace used to be the number one receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Antonio Brown was not highly thought of at that time. He was more of a punt returner for those that uh, you know, have short memories. He was not seen as someone that could be a number one receiver. But the Steelers, they didn't want to pay Mike Wallace. You know, they didn't feel Mike Wallace was the number one receiver as well. And they were right in the long term. Mike Wallace, I believe, uh, went on a sign with the Dolphins, got like $40 million, and I think he's with the Ravens, uh, the Jets. He's with some team right now. Let's just say they were right in not re-signing Mike Wallace in free agency. And that's what made Antonio Brown the number one receiver. And he was the number one receiver for a good amount of time here with the Steelers. Now, the thing that you need to understand about the Steelers is beyond Ben Roethlisberger, which we'll get to in a second, they don't necessarily like paying their players. This goes all the way back to Heinz Ward and Jerome Bettis, uh, James Harrison, other players on the defensive side of the ball. They're they're a very stable organization in the fact that they only had three coaches pretty much in their history. But when it comes to paying players, they use the salary cap and they use the CBA as a weapon. So for a long time, they didn't want to pay Antonio Brown the same way they didn't want to pay, you know, other players, the same way they don't want to pay or didn't want to pay Le'Veon Bell, which, you know, that's the reason that he sat out the entire year. So there's always been some, what's the word I'm looking for? A little tension between Antonio Brown, Steelers management, maybe some other teammates as well, because what we do know about the Steelers, they count other people's money. If you remember at the beginning of the year, the offensive line talked badly about Le'Veon Bell, about how much he was making, you know, over them, and how much they love James Conner, which is cool. But James Conner is also on a rookie contract. What happens when it's time for him to get his money? Will be in the same situation that Le'Veon Bell is in. So with Antonio Brown, there comes this level of I had to really fight for you guys to pay me. He also has a flamboyantness. Let's put it like that. Uh, that doesn't really fit into the Steelers way. You know how they always say the Patriots way? You know, the Steelers way of doing things. And I think this really all comes down to, and the story that came out was that we all thought Antonio Brown had a knee injury. Come to find out, he's been fighting with Ben Roethlisberger, missing practices, missing meetings, and, you know, it basically shut him down in week 17. Pissed off his teammates because that was a must-win game that they almost lost against the Bengals, and maybe karma caught up with the entire organization uh, when Baker Mayfield threw that interception, and that ended ended their playoff hopes. So that's what we find out. We find out that there's tension, and there's arguments, and there's fights, and teammates are fed up, and Ryan Clark is saying that you got to get rid of them, and trades, and all of this good stuff. So a lot of people want to know, what's the real? What's really going on? What are they not telling you on mainstream media? Well, that's what I'm here for. After I got back from my New Year's, you know, vacation, because I have to take vacations, too. You know, I can't work 365. You guys got to give me a day off from time to time. But now I'm back. And my birthday is this Sunday, by the way. If you want to send gifts, um, I I will take gift cards in the form of email. But now that I've gotten back and I've talked to a couple of people, I've talked to some people within the Steelers organization. I've talked to some players on the Steelers. Here's what I found out. I found out that this actually does trace back to Le'Veon Bell, but not in the way that you think. It doesn't trace back in the sense that Le'Veon Bell was a problem for anyone. It traces back to the fracturing of the locker room when they started to talk and count Le'Veon Bell's money. You know, people like Antonio Brown are in Le'Veon's corner. He relates more to them. And it starts up top. And when I say up top, what I mean is Ben Roethlisberger. There are a lot of players within the Steelers locker room that detest Ben Roethlisberger. Let's just be brutally honest about it. Uh, But there are also players that, you know, I guess love him. And when your quarterback, your quarterback doesn't have to be universally loved in the locker room, but at least has to be respected. And let's just say there are players within the Steelers locker room that doesn't that don't respect Ben Walshberger. They don't respect how he throws teammates under the bus. They don't, re- they don't respect how he doesn't take accountability. And frankly, some of them don't respect him because they think he's a rapist.
1: That's just the, 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 the honest truth. That's the honest truth. That's the ugly truth. Now, and I think this has been, it's
0: been glossed over because the Steelers have been winning because they've been in the playoffs, because they're predominantly a, a winning franchise and organization. But now you see it was cracks, you know, cracks in the dam. And now you're seeing it all come out. So Antonio Brown obviously doesn't like Van Roethlisberger, And their working relationship is not the best. The other thing that I think some people have talked about, but not all, and it's true. And this is this not a good look for Antonio
1: Brown. It's not that he has a personal issue with Juju Smith-Schuster. He doesn't. He doesn't at all. But sometimes when you are Bobby Brown and you have a hard time interacting with Ralph and Johnny Gill, these are new edition of references, by the way. Antonio, Antonio Brown, no relation, Is Bobby Brown. Juju is Ralph. Ralph Tresvane. And Bobby just has a hard
0: time with that. And I think Antonio Brown feels, this is what I've heard, this is just what I've heard, feels like Ben Roethlisberger Roethlisberger favors Juju over him. Now, it may seem ludicrous because Antonio Brown still had 1,200 yards, uh, 15 touchdowns, which I think is a team record. Obviously, he was getting the ball. But, you know, sometimes perception is
1: reality. Feels that Big Ben prefers Juju. Like I said, no personal issue with Juju. It's just sometimes, you know, Ralph and Bobby don't mix together.
0: That's why I want to be clear that it's not a personal issue. It's not a dislike between them. It's more of the bridge about Ben Roethlisberger. Which is another reason why
1: why their relationship is fractured. And while we're at the point that we're at. Now, what happened today with the Mike Tomlin, you know, press conference, uh, AB live
0: tweeting, uh, James Harrison, who has problems with the Steelers and Mike Tomlin uh, and the organization about how he ended his career uh, there. uh, say they're going to come out with a press. All of that. Now we're getting into the WWE type of stuff. Please hold. I have an alert that came up on my phone and it's distracting me from doing the video. So I'm just going to swipe my finger right there. I'm just going to swipe that away. You didn't even see. You didn't even see. So all of this is happening right now. is That's WWE stuff. This is all a product of the things that have been happening and building up and the cracks over the years and years of the relationship with Antonio Brown. The Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, adding Juju to the mix. And now the dam has broken. Now, can it fix it? Unlikely. Now, because the CBA is all jacked up, the cap implications and other things are going to make this a little bit harder to do if you're the Steelers. But it's likely that Antonio Brown has played his last game in Pittsburgh. Now, I only say that because it, the bridges that have been the bridges just haven't been burned. They don't put some C four to them and they don't blow them up. You can't get over the bridge no more. But you know when you're talking about salary cap and dead cap and all of that stuff, uh, because the contracts that are written on work the paper that they're written on, you have to deal with these type of issues. Cap hits if you do it before June first is twenty million. You do it after it's seven million. Even if you trade them or cut them or whatever it may be, I doubt they're going to cut them. You don't just cut you know top three, top five wide receivers in the game. And not get nothing back for them. So I think something is going to happen. Be careful though, because they may, they're weird like that, the NFL teams. They find loopholes and kind of, you know, uh, conduct detrimental to the team and try to figure out a way not to give you your guaranteed money. So that's what's really going on. So, like I said, this started way back, way, way, way back. And this is why we're at the point that we're in right now. I want to follow up on something that people aren't going to talk about. And this is, part of the ugly truth that I think is important to people. It's important to me, at least. When these situations happen, and there's an African-American athlete at the center of it, media needs to be very, very careful at the words they use to describe said athlete. And I'll tell you why. Everything that's going on with Antonio Brown is within the context of an NFL team it's locker room stuff, it's teammates stuff, on the field stuff. It's all in that context. And the reason that I say that is because football is a game. Okay. I know a lot of people take it very seriously. I know a lot of fans go crazy over it, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just a game. How you are on the football field is not necessarily how you are off the football field and I say that just like any job you go to work you may be a little bit different person at work than you are when you're off work and that can go both ways you can be an exemplary person at work and a piece of trash off work or you can just not like your job and be you know an asshole at work but be a very good happy person when you're not at work because you don't like your job so those are two separate things and at this point We want to make sure that when you're speaking about Antonio Brown, you keep those you keep that terminology
1: within the confines of football. okay? because when you start making it personal and you start
0: using trigger words and phrases that say things that mean different things, stereotypical type of phrases
1: that is starting to show your bias. And how you feel about black people in general. Just look at it like this. Let's just assume. Let's just assume. Let's assume Baker Mayfield did the same things that Antonio Brown was doing. Would they be more apt, the media, to blame the coach? To blame Mike Tomlin? To blame management? To be on Baker's side? Or would they call them names? Personal names about his conduct. This is what I'm watching out for because this is what happens. It's not about
0: if Baker Mayfield or Antonio Brown or right or wrong or whatever it is. It's about, let's make sure that when we're giving our hot takes, that they're balanced and that they're consistent. I mean, if you call one person something for an action, you should call the same person, even if he's a different color, same thing for that action. If you can prove that and show that, that's fine. But unfortunately, Antonio Brown clicks or checks a lot of the boxes that some of these media people can use to incite racial biases in their fan base. It's very much what Trump does. You know, flashy, flamboyant. These things are not inherently bad things. Confident,
1: boisterous. Expressive. These things are only bad when you're black. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You're only bad when you're black.
0: You're not black. You know these things are, sh- are shown as as positives. Shannon Sharp was talking about how Julian Edelman got three unnecessary roughness penalties. And if that was anybody else, they'd call him dirty. But they call
1: Edelman gritty because he's short and white. It's true. You might not like the fact that it's true. But it's true. If Cam Newton
0: did anything like Baker Mayfield did this year, anything, crotch, grab, stirring down coaches, and doing all of this while, and I'm not, listen, I understand the Browns were bad, but it's not like Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown some bad passes and some interceptions that cost games. He was very good and he was was bad at times. But if Cam Newton did that, you think they'd be saying the same thing? Let Baker be Baker. If Cam, if Cam Newton stared down at a coach and then grabbed his, his balls, think they would have let that go? See, the one thing about white media is they see themselves as extension of their white hero players. They want to be Big Ben.
1: They want to be Tom Brady. They want to be Baker Mayfield. They're like their heroes. And so when they do stuff, it makes them feel, makes them puff out their chest. Because they're, you know, a lot of them are failed athletes. And so they, they hero worship the athlete. So you got to watch out for that. That's, the, that's another thing that you got to watch out for. Let's
0: watch out how the media takes this story with A, B, and how do they frame it. They're framing it just like, hey, you know, he was doing trashy things as a teammate. He wasn't being a good teammate. Uh, that's fine because I don't think some of the things that I've read that he's been a very good, you know, teammate in that regard. You know, if you just are not coming to practice and you're throwing footballs at people and then you're not playing, you know, that's a problem. There's nothing wrong with saying it. Just, just, just watch those stereotypes and watch how you're framing the story. And don't forget, don't forget, Ben Roethlisberger locked a woman in the bathroom And sexually assaulted her. Let's not forget that. So that's a little different than, you know, not going to practice. You understand? So, you know, they love them some Ben. So even though Ben blamed Le'Veon Bell for the bad season, but the Steelers were 7-2-1 when they wasn't sure Le'Veon was coming back. (laughs) Then they fell apart after they knew he wasn't coming back. So how's Le'Veon's fault? It's not. Ben Roethlisberger never takes, obviously, he takes something, but he doesn't, he doesn't accept responsibility for anything. And, and that's probably why he had girls in the bathroom. Just takes what he wants and then doesn't feel like, you
1: know, he should have any responsibility when he goes back. Just don't forget that when you're trying to, you know, talk about how great Ben is. Yeah, he a Hall of Famer football player, not a Hall of Fame person. Let's just just put that out there.
0: So that's your scoop on what's going on with Antonio Brown. If I get more information, hey, I'll hook you up. Like I said, we'll do these, uh, what I like to call emergency podcasts when there's breaking uh, news. And I'm going to still do an extended uh, podcast once a week. We talk about all the different type of topics. Uh, So I'm out of here. Oh, before I go, though, shout out to The Ohio State University for their dominant Rose Bowl win, yeah, I know. I know Washington scored a lot of points at the end, but game was over. Game was over by then. Those garbage points, garbage points. Uh, be sure to check out the Ugly Truth on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. It's all over the place. It's just the Ugly Truth of Robert Littell. You go look for it. Also, go you can see this video on Facebook, Black Sports Online, uh, Facebook slash Black Sports Online. You can see this full video if you'd like to see my pretty face. I'm sure you do. Is that Ellie snoring in the background? Yes, Ellie's still here. She's just snoring in the background. I'm out. See you soon.